We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another RotoWire Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Alan Zaslowski of RotoWire.com. On this episode, Scott Belanger, aka Jax Falcone, came by to talk about the recent $250 entry Dynasty startup draft that we are in together. It's a super flex league with tight end premium. Scott walks through all of the strategies that he implemented to put together a pretty damn good team. He also talks about a few player takes and key mistakes that a lot of players players make in dynasty startup leagues listen to the end of the podcast to hear scott's tips on how to get trades done in your dynasty leagues i often get questions about what podcasts i listen to scott's podcast is one of the best when you're talking about high level game theory for dynasty fantasy football i put all of the links for scott's content and the draft board for the 250 fifty dollar entry league that scott and i did together in the audio description below i know you're going to enjoy this conversation with jacks falcone so it is boulanger then right boulanger yeah. boulanger yeah. boulanger boulanger if you if you say it in east coast but uh you know Boulanger, and then most people there's a B E L spelling, so instead of B O U, it's B E L. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's Belanger or Belanger, Belanger. Belanger. So, so where and, does the so Belanger? So where does the moniker Jax Falcone come from? Whew, that's a long story. You got time? Yeah. Is there is there a, a Cliff Notes version of it? Yeah, there is. Um, ultimately, it's just some stupid alias I came up with that means very very little. There may be a little bit of a genesis to it, but really nothing at all. And so um, when I when I got on uh, Twitter, I wasn't trying to be me. I was trying to like be incognito. I was trying to get information, not give information. So I was like, I don't need anybody following me or anything like that. And <clears throat> so I just used an alias, got on Twitter and started to rub elbows with people who thought I did know what I was talking about and did have something to offer. So then I was like, oh, I'll change my name back to my real name. And people were not having it. They're like, where the f- did Jax go? So I said, all right, we come into Dynasty Fantasy Football and we always think like, you know, when you first enter any space, yeah. uh, it's you have this like very simple view. And then as you start learning more and more, you realize the people that are experienced, they they know nothing either. You know, right. like it's and then you can always tell I always say in a fantasy football podcast, like there's people that give great takes, great player takes. But I can always tell who plays in dynasty leagues right. and who is just a player take person and no yes. shade to the player take nope. people. But you, you can know? tell. Yeah. And uh, and I came across your podcast uh, recently because, you know, I saw you on Matt Kelly's podcast and, you know, that was the first time I saw you. But I was like, oh, let me check it out. And a lot of times I'll see someone on on uh, Mind of Mansion. And I'll go there. Yeah. And, you know, I always say, like, 
they were good on mine and mansion, but this podcast, you know, it's I get it's not for me. This yours it dives deep into the dynasty streets, and you know, it's now appointment viewing for me. And Thanks, I man, certainly recommend great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I put all the links in the video description below. So what I want to Thank talk you. about today. Yeah. Was you invited me into a high stakes, high stakes for me, $250 yeah. um, entry fee, super flex startup draft. And we're going to just talk through some basic strategies, your strategy. And that draft is still go- ongoing. It might be ongoing for the next two years at the rate we're going. But okay. I don't mind the slow pit. I don't mind the slow draft. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. I think when, you know, when you get in one of these, the people who are too much in a hurry, I mean, you signed up for it. You know, the rules were in there, eight-hour clock, 30-round, 40-round, whatever it is. Get ready for it. That's what's going to be happening. If you're upset at someone who's two hours in, man, this is going to be a long few weeks for you. So, yeah, just buckle up and and have fun with it. And, you know, I just try and check my phone periodically through the day. And, you know, obviously leave your notifications on. That's kind of one of the big ones. And then just have fun with it, you know? Um, Yeah, and every... Every draft, doesn't matter if it's a $50 draft, $25 draft, or $350, or in our case, $250, the same cast of characters seems to enter every draft. There's always the hurry-up guy, the OTC yeah. guy, yeah. and then there's the guy who gets annoyed with all those guys. And, you know, our friend Matt Kelly got annoyed with uh, the player Rhino, which we're going to put the – and if you want to see the draft board, it's linked in the video description below. We're going to put it up on there now. But what I was trying to tell Matt is there's an OTC hurry-up-and-pick guy in every draft like yeah. this is this is normal so like this is not unusual and you shouldn't get pissed off yeah well and i could have seen i i, I had chalk on my partner at the undroppables i had him on the pod uh just l- this last week and we I, I said on the show i was like i could have seen this coming from a mile away the rhinos matt kelly you know um scuffle because rhinos is the annoying guy in the draft he's a great human being I've met him personally on a multiple uh, occasions. He's just a wonderful person. But in Dynasty and in Fantasy, when he's in this draft room, he's a he's a heckler. He's going to push you. He's going to berate you. He's going to do all these things. And you know what? That's part of the game, too. So I don't begrudge him. If you don't like that, that's your problem. I mean, you know, you don't have to play with him. You could be upset. You could let it slide. You can do whatever you want, but he's going to be that. And Matt obviously throws his weight around and has a microphone that reaches thousands and thousands of people. So I could have known that this was going to happen and it was, it was beautiful. And Rhino's handled it like a champ. You got to admit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a couple good detailed breakdowns of some podcasts. I'll have to link all the, you know, your podcast that you did last week. And then a bunch of the other guys, some undroppables right They're They're part of the undroppables crew. They did a podcast. They did also. actually. Yeah. They that was really the good. Rebuild. They did a yes. good job uh, just Excellent. talking about their team, uh, which is, exactly what you're talking looking for because i mean if you're talking about everybody it's kind of gets a little confusing but they talk specifically about their team they split a team you know 250 is a lot of money for some it's not a lot for others and but i think in the in the fantasy football dynasty streets i think it's midish high stakes uh there's certainly some people playing for 10 g's and stuff like that that's the real high stakes but you know most leagues are 50 or 100 bucks right so i guess this is more than that Yep. You know what I always say is that you find out what your real dynasty rankings are when you're in a $250 league on the clock. I mean, that's you're damn right. Right. You're yep. not you're not being crazy. So, what do you think just uh, dynasty startup season is here? You know, I mean, I was going to say it's almost over for me because I've done yeah. four or five of them already, but for a lot of people they're like, "Okay, I want to get in one of these things." You know, that they've done they're doing their best ball. Yeah. And and for our purposes, we're going to okay. talk in terms of super flex and the tight end premium, whatever that means to you, super flex, two quarterbacks, but what do you think is the most common mistake that even experienced dynasty players and new players make in these dynasty startup drafts? 
Well, I guess I'll start from the first mistake you can make, which is to not check the scoring and the settings and the rules of the league. The first thing you do when you even think about entering a league is find out what the rules are. Find out what the scoring settings are. Find out what the roster constructions are. Find out all that stuff. Because if there's something about that that doesn't really line up with the your tendencies, that could hurt you. Um <clears throat> You know, there was uh, uh, an issue with that uh, sort of early on in our draft, if you remember. Um, You know, a a very experienced player didn't kind of notice one little thing about the scoring and got a little pissed off. I love it, by the way. We're all sort of, you know, competitive. And that was, I thought he was going to leave the league. And he was like, I was nowhere close. I was just ranting and raving. It was great. And no, no, just to not be cryptic, we won't name the person, but the the quarterbacks favor accurate, the the quarterback scoring favors accurate quarterbacks. And they spent a high pick on... A quarterback but, that has accuracy issues. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we, we talk about Konami code and running and quarterbacks. And, you know, this league is uh, plus 0.2 for completions, minus 0.3 for incompletions, six points for passing touchdowns, minus three points for interceptions, minus three points for pick six. So when you put all that together, oh, and plus uh, 0.4 for rushing first down. So there's a lot to sort of uncover there. So you kind of want to almost dive in and say, okay, well, what does that mean for these quarterbacks and et cetera? What is, what is positional um, scarcity going to look like? In addition, this league also is start three wide receivers four flex. So you can start up to seven wide receivers, really eight, I guess, if you want to put one in the super flex. But at the end of the day, that's, that's also important to understand that you're going to need to draft depth pieces, potentially over high upside uh, dart throws you know, in those mid to later rounds because you're going to need a starter. You can't start a, a guy who doesn't put up any points. You know, Marvin Mims, if he doesn't play, might be a better pick than DJ Chark. I'm making this up. But DJ Chark is more likely to sort of be starting in your flex. So it creates different... Like, I'd never draft DJ Chark over Marvin Mims. But here you're almost like, oh, I got to kind of think about stuff like that because of how these uh, lineups set up. And again, if you're playing for 20 bucks, you can be like, I'll just push it into the future. I'll just go, you know, total rebuild early on. Fuck DJ Chark. But when you're playing for 250, you want to win that first year. So then you lean a little bit to- more towards win now. So there's all these things that are, that are you know, factoring into your decision making. Yeah, you, you said it perfectly right. Like the ultimate um, dynasty decision is someone like um, Tyler Lockett. 30 years old producer versus your favorite rookie wide receiver, right? Gene Reed, Mingo, whoever, right? You're like, yeah, right. Lock is definitely going to beat their asses, but I, he's dead in a year or two. So yeah, you're exactly right. So yeah. Cause in any dynasty rankings, you're going to have Mims above him, but it's like when I'm on the clock, I took Lockett in those situations because my money stake was in the game. So Bingo. let's talk about your draft a little bit here. Sure. As I have the board up on there, and if you're listening on the audio podcast where we get a bulk of... And by the way, we had someone ask in the chat, why are you drafting this early? This is a dynasty startup. If yeah. you're new to dynasty fantasy football, this is actually prime season. This is where yes. we, uh, you know, I mean, you can do a dynasty draft in August as well, but you usually sure once... Can. Yeah, and you can, and we probably will. But this is when the rookies get infused in the pool. It's uh, dynasty players have a sickness, uh, so we sure we, do. Yep, we sure oh, do. And, and you can you can draft the dynasty league at, at really at any time during the league. I mean, any time during the year because it is forever. You know, it's a uh, it's perennial. It doesn't ever stop. It never stops. It just keeps going. So um, at the end of the day, it's like. That's pretty cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yes. Yeah, so you just click fantastic. on the person. Yeah, you click on the it's person. Fantastic. It shows you all the Well, picks. you can kind of see. I, I sat, I, you know, look, in a super flex 
dynasty draft, you need quarterbacks. And you can see how fast they go. Boom, 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 right off the top. And, and an elite young quarterback is huge. Um, so obviously, I felt like um, Trevor Lawrence was the last of it. I love pick seven because I really think those seven that you see right there are the top seven players in the dynasty rookie draft. Super flex. So I knew I was getting one of those top seven. And I was really just trying to get another one. I did trade up to get Dak Prescott. Not everybody loves that move. And I bet you not a lot of your listeners like that move. But I do think there's sort of a a bit of a tear break after Dak. Again, remember the scoring. Six-point passing touchdown, minus three for interception, minus three for pick six, and then basically points for completion percentage. Dak hits all those. He's not as much of a rusher, but he's going to give me real efficient passing production. And, and he could give get back to that sort of elite uh, high-end passing numbers that we saw a couple years ago before the ankle. So, look, I feel really good about having those two. And then it's super tight end premium, which is why TJ Hawkinson goes so early. Rick, I just want to just say yeah. something about what you said about Dak is that yeah. um, usually when people, the, the league hates the pick, especially this early on, is when I already know it's a good pick because yeah. the, when you started getting hate for the Dak Prescott pick, I don't think, like you said, people are fully understanding how different, uh, not everyone in this league fully understands that they're not going to be able to acquire a quarterback that no. has three years of insulation. You know, I'm <laughs> Right. Dak probably has four, right? Yeah. Um, it's this is the opposite of buying a car. It's that there as soon as you drive, as soon as the Superflex draft is over, the price goes up, not down. Yes. There's no cheaper place to get quarterbacks than in the startup draft. Because yep. if you want to spend your first round pick to try to get a quarterback, the best you're doing is probably like Jimmy Garoppolo if he's healthy. Yeah. You know, yeah, I can trade for almost anything I want, but I definitely can't trade for Jalen Hurts. I just, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't give up any of the other things I have to get him. None of it. I could give him all my first round picks and, you know, all these good, there's no deal that's happening. Nobody's given that up and I'm not giving up Trevor Lawrence or Dak. You know, I can't no, do it ever. It's, it's just too important. So in these leagues, you know, you really have to find someone who's completely rebuilding, who's completely crapped out who's willing to potentially sell a quarterback. And even then, they're going to think, look, I'll sell anything else, but i got to hang on to my quarterbacks. You know? Right. I mean, the most you're going to ever sell, like for some, if someone offers you, the, if uh, Mac Jones, you have him as your third QB. Yep. And if he comes out, and let's say he has a 280-yard game, two games in a row with two touchdowns and no picks, right? Like yeah. two really good games. Yeah. If, if some, I mean, that's the guy, if you even want to sell him, that you will. And yes. think about that. Right now, Mac Jones do you realize him and Ryan Tannehill are ADP 31 and 32 in Superflex yeah. startups? I mean, those are the last two guys. And even then, you're probably like, do I really want to sell this guy? What about bye weeks? All that stuff. So, Bingo. Yeah. yeah. I'm not looking to get rid of Mac Jones, actually, you know, because, you know, and I almost have a little bit of a rule. I don't know if it's that strong a rule, but it's pretty close. I almost never sell a quarterback in a, in a Superflex dynasty league unless I'm getting a quarterback back. Yes. Like the pivot down. Yeah, I mean, almost always. I mean, if I'm selling whomever, I just need one back just to make sure I'm not losing the net quarterback that I have on my on Right. My like, rock. for example, if you're going to sell your, let's say, like, at some point, because I have Daniel Jones as my QB3. Let's say he's off to a hot start and somebody just needs it. All right, give me, uh, I'm just trying to think of Aaron Rodgers. Desmond Rogers. Ritter. There some, you go. Give I was going to say somebody. Aaron Rodgers plus a yeah. pick. Yeah, sure. Some, you yeah, know. Aaron Rodgers, you get the younger kid. That's right. There it is. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, something like all right, so um, you you were we share a brain on this one because obviously I had a similar strategy. Whereas I started with I I was fortunate enough to pick in the top. I took 
Jalen Hurts in this one. Yeah. And then I was trading up for the quarterback you didn't. Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. Dak being the safer one, Deshaun Watson yep. having the lower floor. Obviously, that was the, the other one, by the way. Right. Maybe Kyler, but again, Kyler is such a zero for this year that yeah. it's really hard to invest in him so early. Yeah, I just always fading injury optimism in fantasy football will always yeah. make you money and especially 250 man i mean to <laughs> me that's you know it's I, I could afford it but it's i don't want to lose it either and the prize in this one there's one prize the winner take all so yeah. you're basically handing in your 250 for the upside of kyler i don't know i mean there's yeah. <laughs> you know, right another pick i wanted to ask you about in this particular draft and i'll post the board again yeah. is that uh tua went in the second round and i understand it yeah i understand it but do you th- the second see in most of the drafts I've done he's gone in like the fourth round of these yeah, super flex artists because yeah. yeah because you know the one hit away threat I mean are you yes. so just uh, give me the other side of that like I'm nervous that if I draft two in the second round he gets a hit I mean we're talking a minimum of six games for him right it was a concussion yeah. and maybe the rest of the season if it's another one where he has the stinky leg. Yeah, oof. yeah, bro. That was so bad. I, I I remember him being out and thinking, why are they putting back in? I, I don't even want to go there. But yeah, I, you know, Brandon Cooks had a similar situation and he sort of played past it and hasn't hasn't happened again. But I remember fading Brady, Brandon Cooks for those very same reasons, thinking, man, he's a hit away from being out of this league and he was able to survive it. So I'm with you that, that Tua was look. That was the, the the tier for me. Tua, I think, is probably, if I knew they were both going to be healthy for the next five years, I'd have taken Tua ahead of Dak, right? But the injury risk and the concussion situation is kind of an issue. So, yeah, that, that was the reason that I, I moved up for Dak. But I think Tua, in this type of league, I mean, the upside's there. He's going to start and play. And really, the only, I'd say the only out that you have on the downside is that concussion uh, scare. Yeah, and that's a major one, though, right? It I mean, is. Yeah, because now you have to, I mean, you, you have to basically proactively push up Mike White. I don't think these guys did that. I'm not In, I don't in this know. particular draft. No, they have Desmond Ritter. And did they get Mike White? They, you no. really need to prioritize him. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would have, if you're going to be bullish on Tua, which you should, if, you know, if you're just going for the healthy. I agree, I agree with you. Get Mike White. Yep. Yeah, and push him up like to QB like 29, right? Like mm-hmm. take him ahead of Mac Jones. Again, not that that's a good pick. Mac Jones is the better pick. Or just but, make sure you take him before your league makes because probably no one else has taken him ahead of Mac Jones, but just take him ahead of when everybody else would be even considering him right then you take him. But there, 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 that opens up another point, which is in redraft. Don't ever, well, not ever, but basically never handcuff. In yeah. Dynasty, feel free to handcuff because there's no waiver wire. There's no way for you to replace him. The only way for you to replace Tua if he gets hurt is trade or on your roster because there's definitely not going to be any starting quarterbacks available anywhere else. Whereas in redraft, you know, you're basically betting against yourself if you if you take your handcuff, you know. So uh, it's totally different uh, in Dynasty. So, yes, you're, you're, you're – strategy to handcuff your quarterback in dynasty smart if you're doing that in redraft or any other uh you know you're probably not very smart so you traded away your third round pick to move up and that was part of the dac deal yeah you landed end up landing tj hawkinson in in this and this is a pretty heavy premium league for tight ends but yes what i was going to ask you is most tight end premium leagues are 1.5 just like the ffpc yeah. Does that move the needle for you? Are you going to push up tight ends and start one 1.5? I guess really what the question is, 
when do you advise dynasty players what level of premium to start thinking about the tight ends as like low end wide receiver ones? Yeah, it's a tough one. I I don't have a specific. Uh, um, I haven't done the research where I can have a really smart answer. But for me, I just I don't want to I don't want to reach for anything. And you know, I feel like you know, even Kyle Pitts. We think about Kyle Pitts and like. Everybody was going gaga. He was going 101 or, you know, in non-super flex. I mean, I think Trevor was going ahead of him. But people were making the case for for Kyle Pitts to go very, very high in their rookie drafts, his rookie season. Certainly in tight end premiums, I saw him go 101, um, you know, over the quarterbacks. I think all of that was a, was a mistake. I think, you know, so for me, tight ends are hard prospects. Once they're there, once they've arrived, you see Mark Andrews and Kelsey. It's like, yeah, man. I mean, they're as secure as any other player. And if the point uh, the premium creates a, a situation where their sort of projectable points is as good as a a, um, a high-end wide receiver. Yeah, you should be taking them with those high-end wide receivers or ahead of them because of scarcity. Yeah, I mean, just the 2022 season, Travis Kelsey in point and a half beat Justin Jefferson, the wide right. receiver one in total fantasy points. And you know. but you got to take you, you got to take Travis Kelsey and put him on a his own island because every other tight end doesn't do that. I think the difference between one and two was greater than the difference between two and 20 tight end one to two to tight end two to 20. In other words, he was just a whole different beast. He is a whole different beast. And when he moves on, there won't be a next Travis Kelsey. There'll just be someone else that isn't quite Travis Kelsey because his run of what is it? Six years now of either tight end one or two, six out of the last seven years, tight end one or something like that. Yeah. It's incredible. Unbelievable. So that that's not likely to ever happen again. I mean, it's it's very inconceivable. Even just injuries. Think about how lucky he's been with injuries. Knock on wood. I mean, you know, so every bit of what Travis Kelsey has done has been outlier to to, to get Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's also, I mean, everything, everything, all of it is just ridiculous. So so the, the great tight end, by the way, where do you have him right? In your rankings, where is Travis Kelsey in Dynasty Startup League? Just call it like a small premium. Like, so is he tight end what? Yeah, to me, he's still tight end one, and that's kind of in st- dynasty. I love yeah, it. I love the call. I love you it. You know why? Because he's the, why not? If you're playing for real money and you have Travis Kelsey, you win. And what tight end is going to be more valuable than him? You know, it's like I did trade uh, Travis Kelsey away in a tight end premium league toward the What'd end of last year. I think I traded for Mark Andrews in a first. Okay, well, you got the the heir apparent, <laughs> right? Right. But like the reason that the other guy was willing to buy for such a heavy price is because Travis Kelsey wins you money. Like, you know, what are we playing for? You know, roster baiting or winning money. And, you know, there's, there's actually a clinical term for it. When you just want to load up your roster with young players, it's called sexy roster syndrome. Yeah. SRS people. are. I mean, dynasty, play. I'm sure you've seen this, this poll out there, but when, and I forget, uh, Jordan uh, McNamara told me about, right. Yes. What's your favorite part of Dynasty? Uh, winning was only like 37%. Like trading was like 32%. Um, you know, yeah. draft picks was another like 15%. So winning, even though it was number one, was was less, was just over a third. So and yes. that brings me to another piece of what I want to talk to you about is that in most leagues, you know, you have the perpetual rebuilders, Scott. Yeah. And in like any given year, you're not really competing with... 11 other people in your 12 person league. So that's a fact, right? So how do you handle the whole, like, you know, I call it, you know, the, everyone has the win now and productive struggle. I call it the win now and win never strategy. So <laughs> sure. is there a needle to thread? Have you tried productive struggle, which is basically punting year one? Is that something that you advise dynasty players to do? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, my number one strategy is to trade back and trade back as many times as I possibly can trade back as small, you know, I mean, if I can trade from the one, two to the one, three and get value and then trade from the one, three to the one, seven, you know, trade it back as little as possible and reap as much value as I possibly can. And just try and load up on 2024 in this case, or future first round picks is definitely the best way to accrue value. You know, people will give up future value with ease. You know, in other words, a 2024 first, maybe like they're like, yeah, it's fine. Let's just make, let's get this guy. Let's make this happen. I want to go from the, the two, three to the one, seven. I'm, I'm in, let's go. They'll do that. Right. And then, but then if the 24 first were on the clock, they'd be like, bro, this is all of it. You see what I'm saying? You see what I mean? <laughs> the psychology so, of when the, yeah, the calendar, the, yeah, the time that's the how people are. So you prey upon that just human emotion. <clears throat> And by doing that, somehow or another, but here's the here's the sneaky part of that strategy. It's not really punting year one. It's just being willing, be willing to seed that pick. Like I'm on the clock with 107. Trevor Lawrence is there. I'm willing to trade back. Now, if I would have done that, and I probably should have, okay? And I'd have moved all the way back to where Tua is somehow. You know, maybe even two moves. I'll move and back like a up, full round from like 1-7 to like two eleven or something Bingo. Like mm. Move all the way back through. And then somehow I was able to pick up a 24 first and a couple mid picks and yada, yada, whatever whatever I got to get there. I still really had Tua or Trevor. Well, who knows? Maybe Tua is better. You know, but but I got paid for my risk to move back. Now, why didn't I do that? Well, it's two fifty, and I probably I probably punted my strategy a little bit too. Also, I felt like the 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 prices were a little bit interesting. People weren't as willing to pay up to move around. They were a little bit sitting on the sidelines for exactly the same reasons. They didn't want anybody to to really pull this off. And you know, because we had one person in the league who kind of did that a little bit and wasn't really able to fully capitalize on that strategy and his team is a it's all right he's got only a two or three which team is it what's who's that team okay titties so titty great name by the way i mean so right right so he ended up political yeah no (laughs) um one team i don't know who he was (laughs) one team that yeah so he has patrick mahomes and then right he traded he traded out of round two and round three and so where do you think here let me put that team up on the board actually you know what we're going to review that team in a second scott are you a vegas guy you like vegas Love Vegas. Let's go, baby. All right. So, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, what's it called? We're going on the, um, Roadwire trip in a few weeks, but anytime you want to go, you let me know. I'll meet you there. But this podcast uh, is today is sponsored by Circa. Um, you've been to Circa Sports? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, to me, that's the best place. I mean, it's still pretty new. It's like three years old, but they are running a, a fantasy football contest. So I'm just going to tell everybody about that. Let's and go. listen up, even though I'm giving you the commercial read, as this is one of the sickest contests. So they're running the ultimate fantasy football draft, and it can only take place in Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. And they want to bring your whole league for the ultimate draft experience. So this is how it works, Scott. You you sign up. There's a link in the video description below. It's at uh, CircaLasVegas.com. And again, just look at the link in the video or in the audio podcast. And your whole 12-person league gets a um, get to have the draft at the Cabana at the sw- stadium swim, plus limo to and from the airport a welcome party at the Legacy Club, a booth at the world's largest sports book, and more, a prize package worth over uh, 8000 bucks. Uh, there's no better place to draft, 21 and over, CircleLasVegas.com for more information. All They're giving you like all this, like the draft board and, and announcing, and they're going to give you like, I think it's five, uh, $500 oh. per, per league mate in drink credits. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll free. go through that quickly, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Yeah. So you should sign up. Go in the link. I, I'm and then, going to. Yeah, it sign was, up this it weird if I win? No, no. Like I was, I signed up. I found out I can even participate. So oh I've God. signed up all of my leagues already. You know, like well, oh I'm going to have all my, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text and message all of my league mates and they're all going to sign up too. Just as so they you know. should, as they should. No, this is, this, this, this is the going. sickest We're thing. We're getting it. Yeah. So those of you listening, you're not going, we're going. So you better <laughs> sign up because I'm yeah. going. So yeah, I'm going back there uh, in, a, in a few weeks. We're just doing our annual trip there, which is always fun. So uh, yeah, and you're not too far because you're on the West Coast. And so what is it? What, how uh, far of a drive is that from where you are? Five, six hours. Okay, that's not bad at all. It's not, that's bad. not bad. Yeah, we can actually fly in. It's about a 30 minute flight. Perfect. All right, we're talking about our $250 Superflex Startup League, and I'm here with Jax Falcone. Uh, Jax, tell them really quick about the podcast that you're doing right now, and then also you're bringing your podcast over to the Player Profiler platform. Network, is yeah. that an additional podcast, or is that the, that's, that's the same one that's being brought over to, a, to that network? So just tell yeah, so people been, about that. I'm over at, we started the Undroppables, I don't know how many years ago, but you know, we're sort of still in our infancy. I'm at about 137 episodes of The Undrafted. Um, you know, you noticed the show. Matt has noticed the show. Matt asked me to put the show on his podcast network over at Player Profiler. We're, we're happy to share it with him and and let it be part of his uh, podcast network. And it helps us, you know, gives, gives us some some growth on the, on the show as well. So great partnership there. And we're happy to be there. But the show is great, man. It's a long format. Uh, we usually go an hour or two. Uh, I'll have a new guest every week. I, you know, you know, it's it's great. We, you know, JJ Zacharies and Scott Barrett recently, and Evan Silva, and all sorts of great guests. Matt Kelly, and then sometimes it'll just be me and Chalk. You know, not that Chalk's Chalk's the best, by the way. Well, but, this is you know, this was going to be my we do all sorts of cool shows. Yeah, this was going to be. You know, it's it's great when you have guests. I have guests on this podcast too, but just from listening to the episode with you and Chalk. I, it sounds like two guys hanging out talking yeah. about like the nuances of dynasty. That's yeah. what I want. You know, and again, yes. have guests do all that. You know, it's great. Again, I always say great for the thumbnail. Like, look, I have Jax Falcone on my thumbnail t- today, yes, right? Sir. It's it's awesome, you know? But it, it's it's funny because Chalk sounds like he's using like a bad microphone and I like it. Usually I don't like bad audio. I love it because you're on yeah. this clip. You know, well, he, it wasn't his microphone. It was that he was doing shots of whiskey. So oh, it was evolving during the show. That was yeah. really it. It was just blah, blah, blah. I guess it's someone that that's you know I, I listen to a ton of Dynasty content and yeah. you know I just I, I'm through it quick. This is a podcast for people that are hardcore to Dynasty that love the nuances and yeah. you know it's going to be appointment viewing. It is appointment viewing now for me and I highly recommend Jax's podcast, which again Thanks, his man. Twitter is linked in the video description or audio description below. Everything, all his content's on there. So Thanks, if you're if you're looking for it's uh, sincere. Sincere. Yeah. If you're looking for a new podcast, and it was, people ask me all the time, what do you listen to? This is one that I listen to. Thanks, all right. Brother. All right. We're moving on. We're talking about our Superflex Dynasty startup. We're talking about titties. T- right. We're talking about titties. The, the, not, the, not the breasts. No, we're no, talking no, about no, the, no. the player. Yeah. Right. Yes. So here, let me put him up on the board. I would never. I would all right. never. <laughs> so <laughs> where do you think? So he took Pat Mahomes at the 1-1. Remember, this is third round reversal. Um, yeah. And if you're following in the audio, you could just click the board in the video, in the audio description. So where do you think he went wrong here? Because you thought that he missed on uh, the strategy he was trying to execute. Well, the only problem, you know, he, he did get 24 firsts. And he does have Patrick Mahomes. And his team isn't awful, but... It's like, he, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know that it's necessarily put together in a way where he's definitely going to 
compete next year too. So that's the only reason that the strategy didn't necessarily hit hard is like, normally I like to have, like I would have liked to have seen more picks there and maybe more trade backs and just keep moving back. I, I don't know that he necessarily got all the way there. Yeah, just for me, it didn't happen. You know, one of the things that, so if I'm going to do a trade back strategy in this particular league, this league, we also start 12, right? So it's like a, a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, four flex, and a super flex. Tw start 12, that's a lot. So that means up to round 12, those are still starters. Now, normally, if you're drafting, you know, it's like round 10 is your starters. I mean, start 8 to 10, normally, this is a pretty deep starting you know, 12 times 12 is 150 starters. So anyway, long story short, I want a lot of picks in the top 10 to 12 rounds if I'm trading back. You know, I would have liked to have seen him move a couple of his 14, 15, 18 round picks into the top 12 when he made those trades just to kind of clump up some guys that will still help him. You know, you look in the rounds 8 to 12, you just kind of look at the names there. I mean, I'm looking now, you know, it's like you can see a lot of, you know, Useful players still. Mike Evans, right? Mike Evans is there. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I put on the know, top line for you there. You see what I'm saying? So at that point, you can still get some pretty solid producers um, that 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 can help you win now and, you know, get that the, the future picks and the young players up top. So I thought that was kind of, you know, one of the things that, that threw me off a little bit about Titty's draft. But he tried. And that was the point is that nobody was really seeding too much value. Everybody was kind of holding back. So I said, you know what? If that's the case, I'm just going to basically stick and pick. Um, but um, it's it, it's a murderer's row. I mean, you have some real, real big high stakes players, some guys who are excited to be in this league and not looking to lose this league. They were taking it very serious. So nobody was just, you know, throwing around 24 first. If they were going to give you a 24 first, they weren't going to give up much more in terms of value. Everybody was pretty stingy, I guess is my point. Right. You should be getting a top 25, top 30-ish player when you trade away your first. Like there should yep. be some some real value extraction there. But hey, the market is what the market is, Bingo. right? That's I mean, the other thing in a dynasty league, right? You got to play the play the table too. I mean, you know, if everybody's throwing things around, collect it. If nobody's throwing it around, you know, maybe you got to go the other way. Yeah, people always ask, where should the quarterbacks go in a super... Like, newer players ask me, where should they go in a super flex? And, you know, I always tell them about the, the top seven. And then I say, where's the market? I mean, I would have taken... Right. In, in our draft, I would have taken Daniel Jones around ahead. But I, I sense that he was not valued the same way by this room. In fact, people thought at like 4-8 where I took him, it was a reach. I mean... Uh, he only what he threw in the league where completion or accuracy is yeah. valued. I think he only threw like five interceptions, you yeah. know, and and he cleaned up the turnover. So let me ask you that: is who's the quarterback there? If you're gonna go like you know, like in in one QB leagues, we get our yeah. hero running back and then we yeah. wait. Who is? I, I think that that's a viable strategy in superflex. Get your anchor quarterback and wait. Yeah. Who are some that's of the guys right. that you would tell superflex dynasty players? To that you can get outside of the top 10 or 12 that have a chance to literally be in the top 10 or eight? Um, that's a good question. Um, Daniel Jones is one of them, although he's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Um, you know, you, the, I agree. The thing with the th right. I mean, <laughs> I you look at his passing stats and they really didn't get it that much better. Yeah. Uh, even this last year, but what did get better was his rushing stats. All hail Brian Dayball, apparently, yes. I guess. Right. And I mean, also the contract insulation. He's guaranteed to be a starter for two years. Guaranteed. I was gonna say two. Don't get ahead of yourself. I was yeah, hopeful two. that you weren't gonna say more than that. No, That's no, right. two. I'm realistic. Yes. I'm realistic. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, you got the contract. He's you know, it's like no, no. Ooh. 
Yeah, no, two. I mean, outside of a few guys, who's really guaranteed any position, any player, like besides Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, like who's really guaranteed more than two years ever? No, I mean, I had Scott Barrett on the show and I thought uh, because Russell Wilson's contract seemed pretty onerous, but he pointed out that they can get out of him post June one next year. So about basically a year from today. Mm -hmm. And um, it's true. Apparently, I was like, it looked very, very onerous. But when you actually look at the post June one, 2024 stuff, it's like, actually, this is so this is a make or break for Russell Wilson. A lot of people may be like thinking. Look, if I could sell Russell Wilson, I would do so, is I guess what I'm saying. If you could sell Russell Wilson plus something to move up to something better, I, I think Russell Wilson might be toast. And I think that Sean Payton will have basically a tryout year for for Russell. And if not, they're going to move on and figure something else out. I was going to say that if things don't go well in the first three, four games, Jared, Jared <laughs> Stidham's going to play. He might. It might be. They, they, they could move on from him, you know, a la um Derek Carr remember this last year Derek Carr was like all of a sudden they're like yeah you don't play anymore and he like went home like he wasn't even in the locker room right remember Russell Wilson was on the opposite situation they gave uh Matt what was the guy's name Matt Boyle Matt Flynn Matt Flynn, Matt, Matt Boyle. BC. Matt, Matt Flynn the big contract and then yep. they just said no you you wait over here our rookie yep. our third round rookie is going to play so it's funny that it's happening to him it can happen is Jordan Love one of those guys? The um, the weight on QB outside the top fifteen that could that you realistically could see as I mean, no sure thing. He could be a zero, but yeah. if you're playing that game, is he one of the guys that we're going to consider there, or you're just not you're not advising? This is, this is funny because I was the anti Jordan Love guy um, coming out of the draft. I thought he was a, a a fade completely. Even if he went to a different team, I thought his interception percentage was too high. I didn't see him as a as a first round talent. I was out on Jordan Love, and people know that. Chalk knows that about me. So we were having a conversation, and I pushed back a little bit on Jordan Love. And he goes, whoa, what the hell is this? Why are you all of a sudden defending him? And I said, well, he's not that person anymore. He's three years removed. I don't know if he's learned anything. I don't know if he's gotten any better. But it's possible that he's gotten better. I mean, in other words, I thought he had 0% chance, not zero, but pretty close to 0% chance of succeeding fresh out of college based off of his profile. But that profile is in the distance. And if he's been able to improve himself, I mean, it's possible that he's improved and he's a different player now. So I don't know exactly what he is. He was a very scary prospect coming out of college. So I didn't really like that. Again, the interception percentage is one of the things, if you look at that number, if it's over a certain threshold, almost none of the first round quarterbacks with a high interception percentage in college, almost all of them fail. There's there's very, very few who've ever done anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I appreciate you powering through. I know you're a little under the weather, but you're, well, you're I've got allergies, you know. But oh, yeah. so the, the the thing about it is like um, you know, I, I think for for him, who knows what he is now, right? So we he's a black box. He could be a boat. But I think at the end of the day, I'm still out, especially because I think his ADP is really risen to a point where I'm like, I can get a lot of more short. Like, look, Mac Jones or Jordan Love. It's like, I mean, the I market's Mac- telling you Jordan Love. The market right. says, yeah. So for me, that's, I'm out. I, I was so happy to get Mac Jones where I got him. I mean, I'm not that sure about Mac Jones either, Alan. Well, he was but- good his rookie year. I mean, last year, do we, do we give him the Trevor Lawrence-ish mulligan because the coaching, it wasn't Urban Meyer bad, but... I mean, we all know that the Patriots' offensive setup last year was not good. They had no offensive coordinator. They actually had a negative EV one because they had a defensive coordinator that was a bad one 
in there as the offensive coordinator. Incredible that that was right. what Belichick thought was a good idea. Yeah, so I think with Bill O'Brien coming in there, they've, they've added a couple of weapons. They might add another one. DeAndre Hopkins, I haven't looked at my phone. Has he made anything happen yet? No, not yet. Right. It's possible. They were one of the favorites. Um, I don't know that I would... I don't know how I'd feel about all that from a lot of different angles, but I think as a Patriots fan only, I'd be very, very pleased with that. All right. Why is uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olavi getting the Kings treatment? Actually, I know why, but why is Christian Watson like not getting it? Because he broke out too. It's just that, you know, he was hurt. And then as soon as he was inserted into the starting lineup around week 10, from week 10 to the end of the season, that's yeah. about two months, wide receiver nine. So yep. I understand why he would be, not you know maybe third of those guys, but I mean he's a multiple round afterthought. So um, Christian Watson's my I can't believe nobody else sees it guy. I know that he's listen in redraft he's going in the fourth or fifth round. It's not like he's not he's being ignored, but you know I was on on the clock with a, a real dynasty dilemma: Cooper Cup or Christian Watson, and I chose Watson knowing I'm going to get outproduced this year at least, maybe next year too. So yeah. Christian Watson, as far as uh, a sophomore breakout type. I think uh, some of it is still the profile, the small school guy coming out of nowhere. Some of the rest of it for me is like, I mean, obviously Wilson and Olave were first round picks. He was a second round pick. It's not the end of the world. But they come the from, T, T they Higgins come from a big school. Round. He comes from a small school. He was. He was T Higgins area. That's right. Uh, Michael Pittman area, right? Um, but I think the other thing, like Garrett Wilson, I think garnered like 147 targets, you know, in a bad offense still produced and was a target earner. So I think that's now they say, okay, well, when he had good quarterback play, Garrett Wilson was great. Even when he didn't have good quarterback play, he was earning targets. Uh, Olave was like one of the, I think he was number one in unrealized air yards or something like that. I mean, he was downfield uh, collecting targets. And I think a little bit of Christian Watson was touchdown, uh, you know, production and touchdown production can be a little chase Claypool E right. So if you're chasing a little bit of chase Claypool, you don't want to do so with, with Christian Watson. I'm not saying he's Chase Claypool. That's not what I'm suggesting. I think he's somewhere in between there. But I think for those reasons, you kind of look at him and say, okay, he's a level down. Is he too many levels down? Well, for you, he is. For me, I'm still a little bit skeptical. But, man, he looked really good out there, didn't he? Oh, I mean, amazing. And, you know, the sample of one, very small sample size. But football is a small sample size. A whole it season sure is. small, right? Yep. Uh, that one game with Jordan Love. It was four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. So yeah. it's better that it was than it wasn't. And again, when Cooper Cup puts up, you know, one uh, 112 yards and two touchdowns in week one, I'm going to sick. But, you know, in a league that has staying power, I mean, you know, this this is one of those leagues where people know each other. And it's, you know, I, I was it was tough to draft the 30 year old versus the 24 year old who I think, you know, I was like, can he get in that tier next year? 18 months from now, is Christian Watson thought of like that? It could be right. Right. So it's just the type, the type of bet you want to make. So. You put your yeah. chip on one and you hope that it lands on your color, you know? I mean, you obviously like Christian Watson ahead of George Pickens, Jamison Williams, you know? And it's like, I, I do too. So I'm I'm there with you. Do I like him as much as, you know, I mean, I don't like him as, okay, so there it is, Traylon Burks or Christian Watson. Yeah, I I'm mean, gonna, I know everybody's going to have Watson ahead, but I'm not so sure that I Oh, yeah. Prefer, I have no I Burks. No conviction. Like, I have Watson, but I'm like, and you know, and normally people argue that and they say, Watson, no, no, Burks. Like, I'm open to being wrong on this because, yeah, I mean, it's how many. I have, it's, I, have a say, I have a saying on the show and it's be ready to be wrong. And if you're ready to be wrong, that means that you're easy. You could easily, you know, I prefer Burks to Watson. 
but I'm 100% ready to be wrong. So I'm e- I could easily shift that and change gears and be Watson over Burks as long as I see more stuff. You know, I had I had Burks as a top three, you know, top three receiver in that draft. Um, you know, Drake London, uh, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and I had Christian Watson further down. So I'm moving him up, but I just don't know how high to move him up. Am I am I still blind to Christian Watson? Maybe, right? Probably, but I don't know. Yeah. I want to talk about trading for a minute because, mm. you know, it's very, it, for me, it's very, I'm, it's quick for me to see who understands how trades get done. And I have people come to me all the time. Oh, I can't make a trade in my league. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm like, well, send me some of the trades you've offered people and I'll let you know why. So yeah, I want you to give yeah. a couple trading tips from everything of how to approach someone. Well, you know, I'm not even going to uh, muddy the word. Yeah. What's the best way to get a trade done? And let's say in an existing league where you need a running back, you think you're like a top four or five team. You need a running back specifically because they're harder to get in dynasty sometimes. So how do you go about doing? What's a couple general tips you can give? <clears throat> well, if you need a running back, you probably shouldn't be trading for one. If you you know what I mean. In other words, <clears throat> in dynasty, your team should be able to almost dominate with or without running backs in your in your running back slots. Um, and then running backs are the luxury that push you over the top. Matter of fact, if you did listen to the show I did with Chalk, we talked about this extensively on the last undrafted show about how to get trades done and how to communicate with your league. And I think some of the cliff notes from that is like just send offers. Now, <clears throat> I, there's a there's a don't spam right. because there is a guy in one of my leagues that has now ruined his reputation with everybody as being a shit poster. He basically just sends awful trades all day long. Like he's super busy sending awful trades and everybody's just kind of like makes fun of him. And you don't want to be that. <clears throat> How do you but respond you, to an awful trade, by the way? Do you ignore okay. it? Do you auto delete it? Or do you send back like a equally worse one? Never do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever do that. That's the Jack's, worst thing to do. How does oh. Jack Falcone um, respond to, like, let's say a stranger in one of these leagues sends you, you know, something ridiculous. Then we'll get back to your trading tips. How Decline do you it. Just go on with your life. Okay. Like, what is the problem? Well, they insult your intelligence and then you get pissed did and they, then they get pissed. Or did and, they insult their intelligence? Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So now hear, hear me out. If they sent you a shitty trade, like one that's super in in their favor well they there's one of two things they either think that that you're dumb which is fine let them think that what difference does that make i don't need to here's the thing i my job is not to educate the other league members matter of fact if he thinks all that stupid shit perfect that means that i know that he's an idiot and he thinks that i'm whatever he thinks about me doesn't matter but my job is not to educate him because if i educate him Look at the trade value. Look at this ranking. And he's like, oh, shit. Wow, that's now he's getting better. Why are you making him better? He might send you the, and this happens a lot. The person that sends you the shitty trade offer, what that's way in their favor, will also send you the one where you just go, oh, click accept because they're so stupid. They messed it up. They sent you a trade where, uh, so let them keep coming. Why am I going to make him not want to send me trades? I'm, I don't, he sends me, there's a guy sending me multiple trades all day long. That's all he does. I'm fine with it. I'm very nice to him. I decline all his stupid ass trades and I try to counter sometimes. And, and he's kind of infuriating because when you counter with certain people, they'll be like, they'll send back something equally absurd. Again, I don't get upset about this because at the end of the day, that just shows me that that person might be the fish in the league. And I want them to have 
you know, discourse I, with me. Right. I always say don't publicly shame people because you're going to want to, especially when you're or not involved in the truth. Let it right. go. It's cool. Right. And He's your buddy. Totally. Let him be your buddy. What's the problem? You're going to get emotionally upset about a guy who sent you a Patrick Mahomes for a second round pick. You go, how dare you? Right. right what right. did what decline? Move on. It didn't like it didn't happen. If he really thinks that he's sending that to everybody else, everybody let someone else tell him he's an idiot. You're like, hey, buddy, I thought it, you know, it just right. didn't work how for does, me. And, how does the saying go? Never argue with a fool in public. Onlookers won't be able to tell who is who. Right. Bingo. Yeah. Well yeah. said, sir. <laughs> so we have a um in in another high stakes league that I'm in it's yeah. a th- like a 250 or um we have a rule a trade match rule I'm curious of what your thoughts are on this is that any trade that goes down it, like on sleeper you could set it to auto go through or pending so we have yes. all trades set for pending trade goes up me and you we make a trade Patrick Mahomes for Daniel Jones in a first right yeah it goes up on the board pending all other ten league mates have 24 hours to match the trade with each person so yeah. let's say you offer daniel jones in a first i had patrick mahones yeah. i can't add to or take away from patrick mahones you can't add to or take away from daniel jones so people and it basically this rule a lot it prevents the stars from getting traded for under market some people right. love this rule some people hate this rule after 24 hours let's say somebody else offers me kirk cousins in two first and i accept that instead you have one more chance to come over the top you have an hour to come over the top wow. into this rule or listen we're all big boys bad trades happen pretty cool actually i mean i don't know that i love it but it's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah, right we, yeah we listen it saved a couple stuff we had that daniel jones for a first and patrick mahomes happened two years ago and we had that the trade uh say not safety net but the trade match rule saved us because someone came in with it was something like that kirk and two so yeah yeah, uh, yeah. that's no that's pretty cool i mean it's a lot it, of work right it's a lot of i'm the commissioner it's definitely a lot of work but we don't get we we don't get a lot of people coming over the top. One time, like I had, you know, someone needed a spot starter, and it was like Boston Scott for a fourth. Someone else came over the top with a third. You know, like that kind right. of stuff happens Whatever, too. Yeah. But pretty interesting, actually, because then which one, which third is better? If I come over the top with my third, is my third better than his third, or is that a match? That's so the guy who is uh, negotiating saying, you know what, I'm taking Scott's third because I believe he's the worst team and I want his third, you know, so got it. You have so the he option to determine. Yeah, he yeah, it's it's you, he can give you a worse trade. Obviously, that's collusion if it's a worse trade, but it's just well, one of the yeah, that, that, that would be pretty skeptical. But I guess, right. you know, Daniel Jones and two first versus Kirk Cousins and one first. If he took the one first, you'd be like, what is going on? But maybe values Kirk. There it is. There it is. Wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. I, I don't hate it. Um, I, is there, Again, a lot of work. Yeah, no, it's not as bad as you think. Is it's, right. um, There's always one person that leaves pissed off, though. Oh, that's right. BS, <laughs> yes, man. Exactly. This, yeah, At least one person. That's right. right. Well, because he offered this trade. I spent time making this trade. And then, so are there any other dynasty rules that I wouldn't call them must-haves in your league, but if you would like to see whether it's playoff format, what's something that you advise dynasty players to implement a rule that might be just a little bit outside the standard league settings? Mm. You know, I, I, I'll think about that as I answer with this. I is, like I like half point PPR and half point first down. So I do mm. like that. That's how this league is set up. I don't like full PPR because, you know, just Naheem Hines, Tariq Cohen's, these guys, James White. They're like Thompson. as valuable as Nick Chubb. You're like. Come on, man. This is ridiculous. I always say, like, Nick Chubb runs for two yards on fourth and one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's a huge play, and Nick Chubb can do that. Naheem Hines ain't getting it. And it's like, that conversion is important. In the game of football, what's more important than converting? Like, it's so important, and we don't put any points for a first down, but it's third and 18, and Naheem Hines catches a seven-yard dump off, and that's worth, like, 1.7. And his Nick Chubb's first down was worth 0.2. Come on. So- Chris, Chris Thompson was a top 12 running back one year. So for me, the 1.7 becomes 1.2 and the 0.2 becomes 0.7. They whoop, they just, they become so much more close. And actually, I would argue the, it should be somehow more that he converted. So I can't even put enough on first down. I, I love that. I mean, you know, for me, that's the way to, to score it. It just makes good players worth more. Guys who are actually in on important downs and making big plays. You know, you're watching a game and, you know, Wes Welker used to do this with Tom Brady, catch a three-yard pass on fourth and two. You're like, it's a good play. You know, it's like huge because it, you know, the defense is tight. Everything's there. That first down is huge. So converting those first downs happens for, for good players. And garbage time is, you know, is garbage time. So that's a big one. Um, I don't know about any other rules. I mean, um, yeah, how many, how do you, you stop? Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to ask, like, well, I just want to actually, you know what, I, I zipped past it. We were talking about, like, trading for running backs. Do you advise no. teams, I always tell teams that are, like, a running back away, trade for old running backs that nobody wants. This year, yeah. Joe Mixon, uh, James Conner, those guys. James Conner is a great one, yeah. You can give a first-round pick on the clock for Derrick Henry right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You can do it. It can be done. Yeah, so. yeah and I'd, I'd, I'd even say, like, you know, one of the the, the builds you're going to want to have is to to sort of collect a bunch of running backs to, like, cheaper ones you know Jerome uh, Ford types yeah because you never know and so you kind of have some guys that could could kind of Jarek McKinnon you know last year was one he's of those on your guys team. 
He's on yes. your team. Yeah. I, I draft him. I, I thought, look, at the end of the day, what are you doing? I mean, he could be an actual point scorer. So I look at it a little bit like that too. What, what are you buying when you're buying a player, even in a startup? Are you buying value or are you buying points? Because you're, or both, right? CD Lamb, value and points. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, points. There's no value in Jarek McKinnon. There's just points, you know? Um, That's a good point. You know, I want to underline that, right? It's like, what are you, I see, I think I had that thought, but I've never verbalized it or actually like processed it. Yeah. Each pick, you're, it's, uh, it's Jaden Reed, uh, all value. There's no points. Right. I don't know. I mean, he could be nothing. I, I love Jaden Reed, but I'm not buying any fantasy points. I'm buying potential value. That's, you know, I don't know. What, 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 what are we getting with him? It could be Sky Moore. It could be Christian Watson, right? You know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I promised you that I wouldn't keep you longer than an hour. So I have, I, but I have like a law. We're going to have to have you back on the time because I have a laundry yes, list of questions for you, but commissioner question. Cause there's yeah. a lot of fa- fantasy Paul, football commissioners out there. How, what do you do? What's the best backstop to stop tanking in your league? It's a tough question. I don't have a problem with tanking. So here's my, here's the, the, the situation. Let's say you and I are playing and you're out of it. You're tanking. Yeah. Right. But I'm in like, um, I'm in sixth place, and the guy that is in seventh needs me to lose. Yeah. So you're screwing. You're not screwing me. Great. I'm. You know. But it's and it's you weren't going to beat him anyways. Team sucks. Right. You know. So now at the end of the day, if you just go max points four, um, you know, for draft. Explain picks, what is that like a best ball type of scoring? So yeah, basically, in st- instead of having you know your actual record, you know, whoever finishes in twelfth gets the first pick and eleventh because then. It's whomever, yeah, it's max points for it's in um it's in sleeper. And it's basically if you would have never set a lineup, what would have been your best lineup each week? It's a basically your best ball results, if you will. So the only way to really make that go down is to trade away any any of your good players. Because if you have good players scoring points on your bench, it goes against your max points for, which really is how you should be tanking anyway. Amari Cooper right now. I'm in I'm in a rebuild where I have Amari. There's another one, buying points. You're not buying value with Amari, but he's probably going to have a big year with Deshaun. He's their wide receiver one, like with very little competition. I mean, Elijah Moore, whatever. Who who wants Amari Cooper? Certainly not me in a rebuild. And in a max points four, I could bench him. I can put him wherever his points are going to count for me, you know? So ultimately, that's the I best like that. way. Yeah, how and about I this? don't have a problem with, with tanking so much. I've seen t- teams tank and they get the, the 101 that's like, Okay, good for you. Whatever. Bijan's not going to make your team. You're still fucked, you know? I mean, right, right. You know or I mean? somebody thinks they have a great pick. They end up taking Zach Wilson, their super flex, and leaving Jamar Chase on the board. Bingo. That's right. Four. Yeah. I mean, it happens all that, the time. That's right. So I don't, I don't have a big problem with it. I mean, there are some big prize uh, 101s, you know, next year, Caleb and Bijan and all the rest of it. So there are teams that will tank. And I'm in a league with J.J. Zacharyson, uh, the Dynasty Game Theory Invitational. And he, he literally messaged me. He goes, what about the tanking situation? Cause I'm going to tank. And I said, you know, and we changed the rule to max points four, so that way he wouldn't be compelled to tank. Cause he's not going to win it all. He's like, just so you know, if we keep it this way, I'm going to tank. And I'm like, you're right. I, let's change it. Are we all good? Everybody was cool that we changed it immediately. So now it's max points four in that league. And it should have been that way all along. And that's probably what I should have done. <clears throat> so I just ha- don't mind tanking because it's like, Hey, if that's what you think you need to do best for your team. Then do it. Yeah. Here, here's what we came up with in that same league, and I'll try to make it quick. You tell me what you think. So it's yeah. a little more, it's a little more complicated because max point four is easy. You just click the setting on. Correct. So, but also it's like then you're getting the points for Donovan Peoples Jones, who you would mm-hmm. never start. 
and the week that he goes off, that counts. And that does, that's not a reflection of how good my team is. It's just, right. me, you know, so here's what we do. The bottom six. It's not six, perfect. I agree. Right. It's not perfect. So there's flaws in all these things. 100%. So this So this system I'm about to tell you, some people hate it, but it is fair. All six teams that don't make the playoffs go not into a weighted lottery, Scott. They go into a real lottery. So the sixth team, the, the, the worst team and the sixth team, they all get the same chance. And we pull out of a, quote, hat. Right. And that's the lottery. <laughs> and we do a si- five lotteries, one for each round. So you can have the one, one, the two, three, the wow. three, five, the four, two, you know, like. So that's how we. And again, not, and then we also incentivize winning by giving a $50 weekly prize. So even if you have a bad team, you could still get lucky and win the 51 weeks. So you're incentivized to set your lineup. And doesn't matter if you're seed, if you're the seventh seed and miss the playoffs or the one seed, you have an <clears> equal <throat> chance for the 101. That's how we combat it in our league. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I had one where it was fun. If you do one league, you can do stuff like like this that I'm about to explain. I've I've changed it this year because it was so much work. I had it where you you were rewarded a certain number of points for your position of finish. So in other words, if you finished last you got more points and then so forth and so on but then you also got points awarded for and it was like the last four weeks of the regular season total points scored in those four weeks so of the non-playoff teams whoever was scoring the most points down the stretch also got points that's good that would be sort of a you know would kind of go together it was interesting. It, it it created some results that I didn't love. Like, uh, you know, everybody was trying, but still some of these shitty teams would end up with the fourth pick. And you're like, well, that kind of sucks. He was trying and he still right. sucks <laughs> and he got the fourth pick. Right. You know, so I, it didn't, you know, I think I've, I've seen a few tanking teams. And the best part about tanking teams is that all the other league members get to berate them. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm all for, <laughs> for uh, organized chaos in the chat, by the yeah, way. Public I, shaming. I, yeah, public shaming, organized chaos, even a little bit of uh, vitriol, as long as nobody's going to quit the league. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, right. I mean, think about this. You know, Dana White used to make the joke that the reason UFC is so popular is you go to a football game and a fight breaks out. Everyone's watching the fight. They say, screw the football game. Yeah. You know? So fighting yeah, fighting right. is fun to watch. No doubt. Um, we, well, we love it. Yeah. I'm going to spring a question on you. And you did not know I was going to ask you this. So if you, if you don't have an answer, just, you know, say, hey, I'll think about it. And but. Is there uh, an, an a real NFL rule that you think that you would either implement or change? Something that while you're thinking it through, um, you know, any small. It. Okay, so what if you were Commissioner Jax Falcone? You get one rule change. What's it going to be? No more onside kick. If you 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 get to do the thing where you go for it. You know, the fourth down and fifteen. I love that rule. That, that that that's the smartest, explain most it. fun rule. Explain it. Not everyone understands what you're talking. So about. you know, look, you're, you're you're instead of an onside kick, you get the ball. At, I, I forget where it is. I think it's at the 25 or the, your own 25 or 30, and you have to make 15 yards. It's like fourth and 15. That's the play. <laughs> Go ahead, make convert, my bugger. You know, if you want the ball, you convert fourth and 15, and you get the ball. I love that. If I mean, not, why, they why aren't wherever. they doing? Why aren't they doing that? Do you that realize seems- how exciting that play would be? Oh my God. That's like, yeah, no, that's a good one. I, you know what? I've, I asked that question to a lot of people. I think that's the best one so far. That's a great one. Yeah. But how, but how about the teams that want to like sneak an onside kick with like the opening? You still can. You still can. So you have a choice which one to do. Yeah. The kickoff is kind of stupid now, too. They're, they're kind of messing that up. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that maybe that's the way to get rid of the kickoff altogether is you get to choose, hey, do you want to, 
do this fourth and 15 or you want to give it to him at the 25? I don't know. I mean, I'm just talking out loud here, you know? Yeah. The one that I always say, the uh, rule change, it's a little nuanced, but okay. So if you're, if you're on your own, like four yard, if you're on your own six yard line, right. And you get um, a holding penalty. What's yeah. the penalty? What 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 are they right now? What's two the yards? Yeah, right. It's half the distance, right? Right. So that's a three yard penalty. What they should right. do is just move the first down marker back ten yards. Ooh, I like that one. Right. So it's a ten yard penalty. Oof, that's pretty badass. <laughs> so anything inside the ten, it goes the opposite direction. Not Brilliant. Love it. All right. Cool. All and right. you could even do if you if you don't want to if you you know you could even do five yards instead because it's like a oh, ten seems a lot maybe because you're well, stuck in ho- your own end zone. A holding or is a ten yard penalty though. No, no, no. I understand what you're saying. But like if you're on your one and Mm. you hold, it's like now we're fourth and uh, third and 20 from the (laughs) one is harder than third and 20 from the 42. You know what I mean? It's like more space and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. no. So it it needs a little it needs a little massaging. But that's but I love it. Nonetheless. Yes. A hundred percent love it. And, you know, and for baseball, I always say, like, you know, why? Uh, why make a batting order? Just say like Mike Trout gets four at bats. You can use them whenever I've you want. I've seen this one. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like yeah. Again, I that's it, this is an well, original. Well, baseball, thought. it also is great too because you're like, dude, bases loaded. Trout, <laughs> you're, you're up, man. You're up. It's the great. bases are loaded. You're batting again. Like we, we bat you twice in a row. If you struck out, you're up again too. Right. The logic that I had <laughs> heard like, was that if you need a big shot, you give it to Steph Curry. If you need yes. a fourth, you know, it's fourth and one and everything's not, you go to Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Why in a big spot is the eighth guy on the the order hitting? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's so. pretty cool. Yeah. That, right. I like that. Who watches baseball though? Not me. That's good. <laughs> I do. A, I, I, you know, I have to do a lot of baseball content. So even though I'm a super casual, I don't yeah. know baseball that well at all. But, you know, it's interesting what, working with people that are so passionate about it. So yeah, I was passionate I, about baseball up until about 20 years ago. Yeah. With the 86 Mets was basically where I left. Off. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're the Sox guy. Boston Look, guy. in the background, you see the socks. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. very good. Very good. Cool. Right. Well, let's tell everyone one more time. Uh, Jax Falcone. Scott is doing a a podcast on the Player Profiler Network. Does that start yeah. this week? It was last week, so this week, yeah. So, because yeah. I heard that I heard your, the last <laughs> podcast you did with Chuck on your network. So, is yeah. it on both networks? It's on both. That's why. Okay, so yeah, I can. It'll be on but, both. Okay, so you can get it on either. Um, yep. Uh, your video, uh, sorry, your Twitter handle is in the video and audio description below. Again, at Dino Game Theory. Dino, at Dino Game Theory. And anyone that loves Dynasty Fantasy Football and really wants more than the 101 level, this is more than the 202. This is like real deep game theory. Um, very riveting conversation. You said you have a whole bunch of guests on there. This is the podcast for you. Most Single most common question I get is, what podcast do you listen to? This is the one. Thanks, This man. one, Mac, you know, Appreciate absolute it. truth. So check that out. We'll see everybody next week. If you have any questions about any of the topics or players we talked about today, you can uh, Twitter DM any of us. Or if you want to check out the $250 entry board, that's also in the video description below. We'll see everybody next week. Good luck. Yep. There you go. Roast them. Tell tell them how bad that draft was. And everyone else, we'll see you next week with another Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. Comes to